0: Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. The real food real conversations podcast I am so excited to be back with you guys today in episode 74 um which is crazy and today we are going to talk about travel food eating how to um, how to do plant-based eating you know easily so you're not super stressed while you're on the road now that things are starting to be able to be on the road more. Um, And I have two amazing guests today. They are from that they're the plant trainers known as the plant trainers. um, And they have a podcast. And they are Adam and Shoshana Chaim. And I'm so excited to have them here today. Experts in all things plant based um, travel and welcome you guys. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you. We're grateful for being here.
2: Thank you, Sophia, for having us. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Um, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves a little bit? Um, You have a wonderful story. Um, Tell my audience a little more about you and um,
1: let's get them hooked in as, as much as I am. Sure. So tell us about us. So we were teachers, we were elementary and high school teachers, and we were young and we were starting our family and we were fit and we were personal trainers on the side because every teacher needs a side, a side gig. Um, And then when I was pregnant with our youngest, we actually found out that Adam had a tumor and he had heart disease. And we were told three times in nine months to get our affairs in order because I might need to raise our children on our own. On my own. And that really brought us to a point of what's going on. We're healthier than our friends and our family. We're, we're thinner. We're fit. We, we thought we ate really well. So, why is this happening inside of Adam if it doesn't run in the family at this age at all? And what can we do to prevent the, the prognosis that we were being given?
2: So I did a bunch of research and came across a plant-based lifestyle, and I thought that that sounded like a good plan for me. I dove in because the research was so strong in preventing and reversing heart disease that it really resonated with me. And so overnight, I switched to a plant-based diet, and within a year, the tumor started to shrink. The heart disease was gone. My life was renewed. And I was able to be more energetic and live my life at its fullest. And I continue to do so. And now the whole family does that too.
0: I love it. I mean, and isn't that the point of life to live to the fullest? I mean, why, what's the point if we're not happy and living our life to the fullest anyway?
2: totally and it's it's so it's amazing that you don't really understand the difference that the food makes in our body until you make those changes and so many people are running around shoveling food into their mouths without even paying attention to what's going into their body and at some point when you realize that food is meant to be fuel for our body and it could heal or harm us that's when the difference really shows itself. And it's that awareness that people don't really have on a day-to-day basis that makes a huge difference in being able to live a healthier, happier life.
0: Well, and it's, and also realizing that, um, you could have the best of both worlds. You can have amazing food that works for your body in a positive direction. Um, it doesn't have to
1: be bland and boring and gross, right? <laughs> it definitely doesn't. And that's something that we learned along the way. We didn't know what we were going to cook at the beginning, but, Luckily, you know, how, how stars kind of align, we ended up finding someone on Twitter and doing some recipe testing for a local chef. So we kind of got thrown into all of these amazing recipes that were delicious and abundant in flavors straight out of the gate. So that really helped us along the road, too. And then we decided after, uh, you know, Adam's tumor shrunk, his heart disease went away. He didn't take any medications, no no surgeries, nothing like that. And we just really realized how important it was for other, not just young, but other young families like ourselves to know this information so that they can make changes so that they never had to go through what we went through. It was traumatizing for me being pregnant with our second child, hearing this information and you know, there was genetic disease involved. So we didn't know how that was going to play out and how that would affect our children. So it was just really important for us to get the message out, which was the beginning of the Plant Trainers podcast. And that led us to become educated and help other people change their lives, whether it was from a nutrition point of view, triathlon, running, um, you know, just basically improve their quality of life so that they can live as long as possible the best life as possible and we've picked up so many tools for stress management for cellular health along the way. Um so it's it every day is fun because every day is kind of different and new and helping somebody else and it's it's super exciting and we get to be here with people like you and it's amazing what you're doing and this podcast that you're offering to to your listeners.
0: I love it. It's I just it just think the more information we get out there, you know, the better, right? And getting all this information out helping people be healthy, happy, live life to the fullest um goes along with doing things that you love to do and i know that you guys love to travel um and really when we're traveling it can kind of disrupt our flow of what we're used to how we plan our meals, what we eat and while it's amazing, it also can bring a little bit of stress when it comes to that. So why don't we segue a little bit into that and how, so when, when people are starting to travel now again, like, you know, oh my gosh, I've been home for however long I'm getting, I'm, I'm used to like my, my meals and what I have access to and what I can eat when you're traveling. What are those things that um, we need to think about so that, like you said, stress management, what are, what are things that we can tell people listening here are the things you need to consider while you're traveling, as when it comes to, you know, food and meals and things.
1: So I think the first thing you need to really do is know where you're going, because that's going to depict what you bring with you, how much you plan in advance, and how easy or stressful it may or not be. So that's number one, you know, if you're going to stay with family who lives in a city where you have access to, you know, food stores that have everything that you need, it's really not going to be you know, um, a a huge change. You can go there, you could do your grocery shopping. Maybe you want to stick your, your Vitamix in the, in, in the trunk, like, like we do when we go visiting family so that we have our smoothies and those things are easy. But if you're just going to visit family in a big city, you can, you can take a deep breath and you can know, I just need to do the same thing that I'm doing at home, but do it somewhere else. Great.
0: Know where you're going. That's a great first one. That's,
1: I love that. You know,
0: it's so simple, (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it really is a good tip (laughs) it, it is and then you could decide you know how much time do you have for shopping or you know maybe you're going to stay in a hotel and that hotel has you know the kettle and and the microwave and stuff like that and maybe you don't want to be eating every every meal in a restaurant or scrambling so what you can do is you could bring with oatmeal packages you could bring with bars and I'm not talking about the bars that have like a million um ingredients in them you know the the whole food bars things that are really simple that have little ingredients we don't do a lot of protein powder but often when we travel that's the time that we do it just because we're on the run we want to make sure we're getting in what we need or if if we don't have time to go to go shopping in that little mini fridge in, in the um, in the hotel you know it could be easy so we might bring with a little small hand um single single hand not hand blender but a single serving blender and we bring our vitamins but you could bring bread and peanut butter and jam and really easy things to make a quick little meal inside of the hotel for a breakfast or a lunch so you can bring some things with you if you're driving and you know bars and stuff you, and oatmeal packets you could bring with if you're flying as well
0: yeah that's a good idea um for sure because Sometimes you won't have access to anything really, except maybe hot hot water, excuse me, (laughs) hot water if there's a coffee maker, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, when when you kind of want to think in advance or noodle soups, right? Um, You know, you don't want to be eating the ones from, from the regular store in the grocery aisle necessarily, but you can go to your health food store and get some, you know, glass noodles that have like more of a miso kind of. Um, flavoring. So they're a little bit more healthful. And then you could buy some spinach that you could just leave in your little hotel refrigerator and put some spinach into that too. So that you're getting some extra veggies and it's really easy to buy baby carrots and baby cucumbers, things that don't require a lot of cutting, even though you might not eat those particular types of, you know, baby fruits and vegetables at home when you're on vacation, it just makes it easier so that you have more time for, what you're really on vacation for, which isn't your bring along food. Okay. So once you
0: have, you have that, what if you don't have access to anything, you know, you're going, or you just decide that you are not going to make things.
2: So here's the thing, like traveling is different for every person and the way you live at home is going to be a little bit different when you're on the road. And what I do when I'm traveling, especially when I'm on my own and I'm out there, I'm thinking that the grocery store is my best friend and there are always fruits and vegetables available to me. And one differentiating factor that people need to make is the following a meal does not have to look exactly like a meal looks at your home. You don't have to have all the different components at the same exact time. So for me, when I'm going out and I need a quick lunch, it's very simple to grab some grab-and-go veggies, grab some hummus or guacamole from the grocery store, and make yourself a little picnic, and that's a meal, right? A lot of people think, oh, it's got to be a soup and a sandwich and a salad, but it really doesn't have to be as elaborate as that. You're still going to get lots of nutrients through the whole foods that you're going to be consuming as you grab them and go. I've often grabbed a bag of snap peas or green beans from the grocery store and that's my snack. And I just open the bag, grab some, eat it and keep going. So it depends on the kind of traveling you're doing as well. And if you're willing to make that kind of modification and differentiate what a meal looks like at home versus what a meal looks like on the road.
0: And nowadays, I mean, so many many brands and companies have like, you know, ready, grab and go type stuff. You know, I'm even thinking things like, you know, what kids have those little, you know, kid packets, like the carrots and the dip or the, you know, things like that. So many have those like individual hummus packets, like things like that, that are like really easy
2: simple. Yeah.
0: yeah. Especially if you're like hiking or something. Um, so what about as far as eating out, like, I mean, when is it as far as like, you know, knowing where you're going to go, is it important to, if you're, you really need to make sure you're sticking to a certain, you know, type of food, whatever is, would you consider like making sure you check out the restaurants around you an important part of your prep for traveling?
2: Yes and no. I mean, it's always easier if you do the research in advance, but quite often you might find yourself, in a town where there's no specifically plant-based or vegan restaurant available, and you need to go to a steakhouse. And the truth is, no matter what restaurant you end up at, there's always something on the menu or something that the chef can modify to make for you. You just have to be willing to be a bit adventurous and also be willing to ask the chef. But I know Shoshana has, or Shush has a lot of great ideas for this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So Adam and I are definitely different personalities. When he travels alone, he's, he's alone. I mean, he's, he's out, he's working. So he's amongst other people, but he has the flexibility at times to kind of you know, flip on his phone, find a restaurant that he wants to go to sneak away and then come well, not so much sneak away, but go to it and then come back. But when we're traveling as a family, I like to plan these things out in advance. I like to know, am I going to be eating in a grocery store the whole time? Or will I be able to go to a restaurant and take it easy and put my feet up and be waited on? So what I tend to do is I tend to research that town, city, what have you in advance. So I might use certain browsers like, um, happy cow, or I might just Google, you know, vegan, um, vegan Toronto or vegan Philadelphia and see what restaurants come up because people who are vegan or plant-based who have written that word vegan in their reviews, it's going to bring it up for me. So then I can start to see, okay, which restaurants are fully plant-based or fully vegan. And those are usually the ones that I want to head to. I want to, you know, vote with my dollar there. Then I find the vegetarian restaurants. And then I find the restaurants, like Adam said, steakhouses or bars and pubs. We were away, um, Uh, halfway across our province just a couple of weeks ago. And we ate in in a pub, a couple of times while we were in that city. And they had all different they had plant based pizzas that they were able to make us they had, um, they made their own patty of, of a plant based patty. We had I think we had like loaded nachos, there were different things that we were able to get while we were there too. And so part of how I knew to eat there was because I had looked it up in advance. I had seen what other vegans had eaten there. And although we don't necessarily identify as vegan, we're both definitely more plant-based. I know to use that vocabulary while I'm researching. So I was able to see what people had eaten and what review they gave that food. And if they said it was great, then we then we headed there. And the second thing that I did that was that I do that's really, really helpful is go into either a local vegan plant based Facebook group or find a, a local vegan plant-based group for the area that you're going in and join there and say, Hey, I'm going to this area at this time of year, where do you recommend I eat? And the reason I say time of year is because some restaurants are only outdoors or only indoors. So depending on what area of the world it's in, it might not be open year round. It might be seasonal. And then you get, um, you get all of these great suggestions from tourists that have been there or from people who live there who might know things that don't necessarily pop up on on the radar. So that's what I do in advance. I take a couple of hours and I plan that out the same way I would plan my social media for the week, or plan meal plan for the family for a week, I make sure that we know our options. And if we find something else along the way, amazing, but at least I know we have options. Um, those are
0: great. Those are some, the Facebook group one is a, a really great one. I will have to, I will tell you that. So my husband traveled for work every single week for many, many, many years, like 10 years. And, um, in the finance world, they basically went to a lot of steakhouses, like a ton. And, um, while he's, you know, we, he kind of is relaxed more, you know, on the go, but, um, in the steakhouses, what was interesting that he found is that when you go to a steakhouse, uh, everyone there is generally ordering the steak, you know, the filet, whatever. And when he went in and said, Hey, you know, I don't eat meat. Um, I'm pretty flexible on other things. There's there something the chef can create. Um, the chef actually came out to him once and said how much he loved the opportunity to be creative because he gets so bored in steakhouses because they eat the same thing over and over and over and over. And he doesn't have a lot of flexibility when it comes to creating things, because most people order the same boring thing over 10 that he he loved being able to kind of like throw stuff together for him. And my husband has had actually some of the best meals he's ever had in steakhouses, believe it or not.
1: Oh, I completely believe it. They do. Steakhouses always have really fresh ingredients. So they've got the, you know, they've got potatoes, they've got asparagus, they've got mushrooms, they've got all those great things. And the other thing that you can do is when you have that list of restaurants, You can call them in advance and you could say, hey, I didn't notice anything vegan on your menu. Is there something that you can make without, you know, meat, dairy, fish, eggs? Is there something that that you can do? And often you're told, yeah, well, we don't have it on our menu, but if you come in and ask for it, they will make you something. And we had the most beautiful risotto um, in a hotel restaurant that we found kind of off the grid the last time we traveled. And they actually had a garden on the premises that they had started that year. So they went out to the garden and picked all the ingredients for the risotto, all the vegetables for us, and it was absolutely delicious. So. just because the menu doesn't say you're absolutely right, call in advance or ask when you're there because they definitely do get excited about making something that they're not doing day in and day out. Exactly. Like that's, it's so true.
0: Um, But you're right. You know, steakhouses really actually do have some great, um, great veggies because they serve them, you know, on the side all the time. So overall, what you're saying is, you know, the question of can you if if you want to travel and stay within the plant based realm, is it possible? Is it possible to do that? Um, And what would you say about the effort and um, that behind that?
1: I think it really depends how much effort you want to put into it. If you want to be, you know, super highly prepared, like, like I tend to be, you can do that if you want to go on the fly when you're there and always know that there's backup, um, you know, grocery stores, then that's great. That's great, too. I think, I think you can let the stress go and know that you're going to be okay. You know, we did eat in the, in that pub a couple of days. And I kind of said to Adam, we got to find a juice place or somewhere that makes smoothies. I just kind of needed some greens and some vegetables and and fruits in me. So it's so easy to balance. And, And the truth is, you know, go to a Thai restaurant, get some, you know, white rice, steamed broccoli and, and, and steamed tofu. It, it doesn't have to be as elaborate and, you know, special as it is all the time. It's all
2: home. its all totally possible and doable. You just have to realize that the way you eat at home might not be the way you eat on the road, meaning you might not be eating as well when you're traveling and you might be eating some more fast food type of things. And these days there is so many more options than there were 10 years ago available to us Think about it. Fast food restaurants are offering plant-based and vegan options. Now that never happened before. That has, I
0: know, so I know.
2: It, it's totally doable. It just means you might have to eat a little less healthy than you normally do, but you could totally do it a healthy way if you're willing to do your groceries and cook for yourself. But when you're on vacation, not everybody wants to do that. So it's totally doable as long as you're willing to, uh, enjoy indulge a little in the uh, less healthy options.
0: Absolutely. I mean you're right. I think it just depends on your expectations, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, for sure. Um let's talk a little bit more about um things that you can bring with you because you guys talked a little bit about that, but I I want to get some ideas out there for people that might be listening that really do want to prepare and have stuff especially if they're traveling with families because you know that, you know, with kids, I feel like they're hungry All the time. And it's like my kids eat more when we when we're out like at the beach or traveling or doing something they do at home. And it's crazy. And I feel like we always need to have something on us
1: because the hanger like happens fast, right? It definitely does. It definitely does. So one of the things that we like to do, like I said, if we're driving, we like to bring our Vitamix or our high powered blender, whichever one you have with us, because that's a great way to get a lot of different vegetables, a lot of different fiber into everybody. So um, that helps us stay full. It helps us make sure that we're not just hitting, you know, our stomachs aren't just being full, but our nutrient sensors are being hit as well. So the body's like, ah, oh, I got what I need. I'm, I'm good. i good. Um, I'm, I love baking muffins. So we do a lot of banana oat muffins and I'll pour, pour hemp hearts in them. So again, if we're traveling, you know, I might throw up a, a bag or a Tupperware with muffins and bring them with on the airplane, they'll be gone by the time we get there, but that's okay. And if we're driving, I'll bring a little bit more. So that works too. When we're going camping, um, depending on the type of barbecue or, or if we're going cottage country, depending on the barbecue and who we're sharing it with, sometimes we just bring our air fryer with as well. And it's really easy to air fry some frozen veggies or some tofu, or, you know, even if you're buying the pre-made, you know, vegan nuggets, things like that, to throw them in there instead of using a hot oven, or maybe you don't have access to it. So that's really helpful too. Um, we use, um, some, we, we like chlore- chlorella and, a chlorella bits. So we use these energy bits that, that we use to make sure that we're getting enough nutrients and that we're staying full and a couple of extra, you know, bars, bars and stuff, you know, peanut butter bars, things like that, things that are filling that are easy to carry around for the kids to just pop in when they need to.
0: Yeah. The bars are a big one for us. We do. um, We do a lot of bars when we go, just because I have this, um, this annoyance when I travel about uh, bringing things in bags that you buy at the store because they have air and they take up so much room in my bag. It drives me crazy. And I have three kids. So it's like, I have one for each of them and my bag's like full and there's mostly this air and you don't want to like open the bag because then the things get crushed and then they're a mess. So I love bars because they don't take up a lot of room. They lay flat. Um, They're easy to just like put in any place and they fill them up. So I'm a huge person with bars. I love those. Um, another thing we do, like when we flew out to Hawaii a couple weeks ago, um, I've, I've never liked plain food like ever. I think it's gross. But especially for me right now with my gluten issue, I can't really eat anything. Um, and my kids are pretty picky with it too. So I love to do I like to make we call roll ups. So we eat we do both like, you know, you could do like, you know, cheese and bean, or you could do peanut butter and jelly. And you just like spread it on tortilla and then just roll it up into like a skinny roll and and then I roll that in tinfoil and then I just have a bunch of roll ups and um, they're easy to grab and eat. The kids love them and they're you know not super messy and they fill them up so that's another thing that we love is the little roll ups.
1: I think we need to find a harder peanut butter because whenever I make those they always drip they always drip out the other side so maybe maybe I just need a harder peanut butter there yes. And yeah. And, and the other thing is that I have this little cooler. It's, it's about the size of a purse or something like that. So in there goes the pea snaps, goes the carrots, the celery, the cucumbers, right? All of the veggies. And, you know, we can, we, we don't really buy them that often, but people can buy those small little individual size hummuses or the guacamole and stuff like that for dipping as well. But and the other thing, if I'm not traveling on an airplane, I always have a knife with me when we travel, I even keep knife or scissors sometimes in the glove compartment of the car for road trips. And there's have these knives that come with these little covers on them so that it won't like stab anybody if they put their hand in. But apples, right, like with braces and different age groups and all of that always cutting up apples, peaches, things like that, and enjoying that, especially if you're on a long car ride in the summer and you could stop on the side of the road at one of the um, veggie stands for a fresh produce and things like that. So I love having scissors or, or a knife on me at all times. That's a good one. Obviously not on a plane,
0: but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's other a
2: really thing, good one. The other thing you do when we go on long car rides, like when we drive to Florida is you pack individual snack packs for each kid. Like they, they choose their own like healthy snacks that they like for the car and they each have their own kind of like pencil case, I would say full of those snacks.
1: Yeah. I used to have these um, I, I have to replace them because I got a little bit old, but instead of Ziploc bags, there are these food bags that you kind of fold over and that way you're not wasting plastic all the time, but I would put them with, you know, pretzels and a couple of you know, chocolate chips and things like that. So they would know that they'd have that if they wanted. But then I'd also pre package some of the carrots or apples or something in advance. And I would put their name on the Ziploc bag. And then every time we would open up, you know, the thing of cucumbers or what have you, they would have their same Ziploc bag that wouldn't be dirty because it was just fruit or vegetable. And I just put more in for them or whatever we were eating next in for them so that I didn't or or just a bowl, a Tupperware bowl or something like that. So that I wasn't wasting so much plastic and I would pre-cut everything. I mean, for us going from Toronto to Florida is, is a 25 hour drive. So it would take two full days of driving. So I would, you know, make pizza in advance and package it. And, you know, this one is Sages and this one is Russell's and this one is Adam's and same with peanut butter sandwiches and all that. But then so they also
2: wouldn't bug you for it all the time. They just they can want to just, just, just grab and their take own it. their own bag and know that they have those snacks and foods for the drive.
0: Absolutely. We definitely do the same. We uh, my kids each have their own because it is so much easier. And my other thing is that it teaches them to kind of ration out their food because sometimes, you know, they'll they'll want to eat it all at once. And I, if they see what they have available to them, I say to them, well, this is what you got for the six hour ride of Hawaii. So if you eat it all now and four hours when you're hungry, I don't know what to tell you. You know, so you eat a snack, like, cause especially when you're traveling in the car or the plane, kids get bored easily. And sometimes I feel like they confuse boredom with hunger. So I kind not of- just kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally understand. totally. Um, my, we definitely do the same thing. I mean, for me, I'm usually working or doing something while I'm traveling, but the kids like, they just, I don't know. And they think they're hungry all the time. And I'm like, look, you have this, 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 and that. So think about what you're going to eat and when, um, it doesn't always work, but at least when they visually see it, they have that, you know, self-awareness a little bit to be like, okay, I have five snacks. If I eat one now, you know, I can eat one in a little bit. Um but it's definitely easier to give them their own than having to have to like pass it out all the time.
1: It can get annoying. Absolutely. And the thing with road trips is if you're, if you're If you have the time in advance with your kids, have them pack the lunches, have them pack the snacks. So, you know, maybe one doesn't like jelly and one likes peanut butter, you don't have to be busy remembering what everybody likes. Um, I know not everybody makes school lunches. A lot of kids get lunch at school. Our kids don't. They make their lunch every day, but it's a good opportunity for families who don't make their lunch every day for the kids to get in the kitchen, to learn how to use that knife, to learn how to spread, to learn how to ration, to understand, you know, I've made myself this much and, and, you know, what do I need to add to it next time? What would I've really liked? So it gives them an opportunity and then they can't blame you for, it for gives it them either.
2: Ownership and if they're part oh, of the totally. process, then they're more likely to want to eat what they've prepared for themselves.
0: Oh, totally. The same guy. Go- I mean, I use that for dinners all the time
1: as like a, as a, um, you know, idea for parents for sure. And I'd say once your kids are 10 and up, give them some responsibility in the traveling as well. So if you're traveling as a family and you're going to, I'll just use Toronto as an example, you could tell your kids, go look up restaurants in this area of Toronto where we're going to be staying and everybody find one one or two restaurants and bring it forward so that we have a pool to choose from when we're there. And then that takes some of the planning off of you because you've got all the other planning and packing and work and everything else to do too. So once your kids get to a certain age, definitely start giving them some of that responsibility as well. Absolutely. No, kids, um,
0: kids uh, are actually capable of a lot more than we uh, think a lot of people think they are. So they rise to the occasion for sure. I love that. So before we finish, um, why don't we do a little bit, talk a little bit about what to watch out for. Because we're talking about all the things that you can do, but, you know, also there, you know, with allergies and um, not just preferences, you know, it can be kind of stressful and scary to put yourself out there. So what are some things when you're eating, you know, on the go that you would want to watch out for to make sure that you're um,
1: not consuming something you don't want or can't have? So I think number one is if you're going to be with other people or you're a little bit self-conscious about asking and making a scene, which you're never really doing anyway, but if you're self-conscious about that, definitely do the call ahead thing and know off the bat what you can order, make a list of it so that when you get in there, you can order. And when you are asking on the phone or you're asking in person, you really need to use the right vocabulary. Adam's going to share a little story and um, that's going to kind of help people understand why they need to use the right vocabulary.
2: You, you just need to be specific in what you're asking for. And if you're someone who is strictly vegan, then you need to specifically ask about ingredients. I mean, I walked into a bakery and they had some sour bread that they're well known for. And I asked if their sour bread dough was vegan. And they looked at me and they said, uh, no, it has flour in it. And so that's not really correct. That, like that's that, not
1: the question that he asked. People confuse asked. vegan and gluten-free all right. the time. And even though they're in the food industry, they don't necessarily know right. what, what these words mean, what these labels so mean. So
2: instead of asking if it's vegan, I, I should be asking, does it have dairy or egg in it? And be as specific as you can when it comes to asking about ingredients. We've asked if things, pizza places, is, is it vegan? And they say, no, it's gluten-free well that's not the same thing. does your gluten free dough have egg or dairy in it and usually it does so
1: or sometimes I don't want to check for him sometimes right. I don't want to check for you so you know you have it it's all so I guess. It's all right. You don't have to, but it is all right to walk out of a restaurant if you don't feel comfortable, like they can answer your questions and they can't find somebody who can. Um, That's number one. Not that that's something that we do all the time, but maybe before you get through the door, ask a couple of questions and make sure that you want to sit down there and feel comfortable there, especially if somebody in your family does have an allergy, if it's a gluten-free allergy or a dairy allergy or an egg allergy, you want to feel comfortable with where you are, but ask those ingredient questions, you know, is there... Is there a especially if in you the have an chicken? allergy? Like yeah. you,
2: you need to be specific. Like I'm allergic to nuts or tree nuts. Like, does your food have any of that in it? Or do you use it in any of cooking? Should I be concerned about cross-contamination? Know your questions before you go in.
1: So some of the plant-based burgers are being advertised as plant-based or vegan on the menu. And then you ask about the bun and there actually might be egg in the bun as well. Sometimes they have a backup where you need to ask for the vegan bun, or sometimes the gluten-free bun doesn't have egg or dairy in it by default. So they'll give you that instead. So that's one thing that you need to be aware of and ask with soups and sauces. Sometimes there's bouillon. So sometimes there's chicken or beef in that super sauce. So that's another question that you can be asking as well. And some of the pestos and pasta sauces Uh, might have dairy in it as well. And salad dressings might have egg or dairy in it as well. So those are some of the big things that you need to remember to ask about. I know that some people somewhere between plant-based and vegan will or won't eat honey. And some people let that go when they're on vacation and don't really bother with that so that they have more options to choose from, but choose not to cook with it or use it in the house as well. So that's something that won't necessarily negatively affect your health, but doesn't help the, um, you know, the, the bee population and, and everything that's going on there. So, so there are some things to consider as well.
0: Well, and um, one thing for sure is that, you know, when you're traveling to other areas, it's important to remember that different areas of our world and in the United States of our country specifically understand things better than others. You know, I'm in Southern California, I'm in the San Diego area. It's very common here in, in 99% of the people understand what things are. But, you know, my husband, when he traveled for work, he would go to the Midwest a ton. And there, vegetarian isn't even because generally, he just says I'm vegetarian. Um vegetarian isn't even something that every place you go to understands. And so I basically was like, you need to tell them specifically, you know, can you make me something with vegetables, Um, and no meat, you know, being very specific, like you said, because labels and terminology don't mean the same thing to everybody. And, and don't, you know, they, they don't cross, you know, promote across different areas for sure. So it's probably a lot easier to just to go in with just saying, Hey, you know, I don't eat X, Y, and Z. What's, you know, is there something I can have that doesn't have those or whatever?
1: Right. And, you know, sometimes certain areas they'll, they'll put meat or pork in the beans, right? So refried beans or black beans or something like that. So, so when you say, you know, I don't eat meat or I don't eat animal products that has a lot more meaning than, I'm I'm vegan so that's definitely the way to go more along the ingredient line and I know we lived in Hong Kong for 2 years and I was allergic to shellfish and I remember we walked into a restaurant and I ordered the vegetable soup and there was a big crab leg in it and I said, "Oh no no no, I can't eat this. I'm allergic. I I need the vegetable soup." And I watched her walk into the kitchen and take the crab leg out of my soup and put it back into the pot and bring me back the same bowl. Um so sometimes there sometimes you've got to really put that emphasis on it. And like I said, you've got to be comfortable where where you eat. And you know, if, if you eat white rice and steamed broccoli for one meal, it might not be you put some soy sauce on it, it might not be the most fun, it might not be the most impressive, but it will fuel you and get you to the next meal where you can find something a little bit more interesting and nice too. so one, one bad meal is not the end of the world. Nice totally. Is I, it is a, for me, it's a really good <laughs> call, but For other people listening, they might not find it so good.
0: Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, I think that you need to just under, you need to be, you need to be okay with yourself and your, um, what you're looking for. Everyone's different. Some people choose to let go hundred percent on vacation and not worry about it. And some people um, either by choice or by allergy, like cannot. So to make it, you know, your vacation enjoyable, you need to start with your expectations and what you are looking for. Um, another quick thing too, um, that you're talking about, um, as far as like things that you may not realize when you go out is a lot of restaurants actually butter, uh, put butter on buns just for aesthetics. It's, um, like the top to make it shiny. Cause it looks prettier when it comes out. So that's another thing to watch out for, um, is the butter on bread and buns because it is an aesthetic thing, and you know I actually talked to somebody in the restaurant industry on this, and it, it just looks prettier. So, um, or the that's egg wash it. it, or
1: the egg yeah. wash it with some egg white. Yeah, that yeah. and and sometimes um, the potatoes, right? Baked potatoes might be baked already, and that's another that's another steakhouse tip they might already have butter in the in the potatoes when they make them. But if you call ahead earlier in the day and say, Hey, I'm coming for dinner tonight, I need a potato without any butter in it, they might be able to make you one in advance and put it to the side for you because they take a while to to cook, they don't have enough time to cook it once you get there. So so yeah, that's another place where you might find some butter.
0: Well, this has been super helpful. I think that people listening, you know, that are stressed about, you know, just in general stressed about getting out there and traveling again, um, a lot of your trips tips will be really helpful for them so that they can take at least the stress out of the planning and prepping part and be able to actually enjoy going out. So thank you guys for being here and giving all these great tips
1: thank you so much for having us. And, and what I also want people to take away is if they have the best intentions and a mistake is made that they find out about later, that's done. There's nothing you can do about it. Enjoy your time. You always have your next meal. Um, you know, drink lots of water, hydrate, get lots of veggies in and just, just keep on going. There's so much good food out there and, and you'll just find something amazing for the next meal.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we're all human. And that's the thing is, is go into it with kindness. I mean, just because you believe and do something doesn't mean the next person does. And that does not make them, you know, a better or worse person. And, and people, especially right now in today's world, you know, working out there, they're doing the best they can most of the time. And if you go into it with the idea that, you know, someone's going to mess something up, and you're negative, and you're not maybe, you know, positive and happy, like it, it sets everything off on the wrong foot. So just just go into it with kindness and, and compassion and understand that, um, you know, it it is what it is sometimes and it's okay. So, um, anyway, I just appreciate you guys so much and appreciate you being here and sharing everything with us. And I appreciate all of you that are listening right now that have taken the time to come on here and give my podcast love. And if you love this podcast, please, please, please give it a um, rate and review on the purple app, because it really, really helps the podcast podcast get out, it helps people discover it. And it helps me get wonderful guests like the ones I have today to give you amazing information so that you can lead a happier and healthier life. So thank you. um, And thanks, you guys, again.
1: Thank you so so much,
2: Sophia. Thank you.